It's the Saturday morning rewatch where we rewatch old cartoons. Hi, Jess. Hi, Kelly. Yay. It's time for another Saturday morning rewatch. We made it. <laughs> we did it. It's here. It's happening. Yeah. So this time, what we watched was actually a request. Yeah. My friend Russell requested the Jackie Chan Adventures. So that's what we watched this time. <laughs> Which, I mean, okay, everybody don't get too big for your britches. But yeah, if you have something you want us to rewatch, send it to us. It might take us a while and it might already be on a list. Who knows? But (laughs) we'll try. (laughs) Yeah, that's all we can promise here at Saturday Morning Rewatches. Hey, we'll try. (laughs) We'll try. (laughs) So I think uh, before we start, we're going to talk about our hiatus. Yeah, so speaking of trying, both of us have just had some life is happening moments, which is why we've kind of slowed down a little bit. Mm. Uh, I am back in school. Well, yay. yay. It's a little, you know, time consuming. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I very quickly went from one cat to three cats suddenly. And my work tends to be a little sporadic where sometimes I have to travel. Sometimes I have to pull long nights. And But when we started recording, we made a very big backlog because we knew that stuff might happen. And so we had a pretty regular kind of schedule going on. And then life was like, <laughs> no <laughs> no it's, you're out now so it took us a minute to get back but we are back yes and we will be back saturday morning rewatch will keep happening because we like it too much to not do it and we're glad to hear that like people enjoy it but we just want to let you guys know they're like hey this is a hobby and sometimes <laughs> life is gonna get in our way so we're sorry but it's like i said before hey here at saturday morning rewatch We'll try. We'll try. It's <laughs> <laughs> our new tagline. We try. Yeah. So I think with that, we can get into the Jackie Chan Adventures. Which, okay, this is another one that doesn't have an actual singable theme song. It has a song at the end that's very fast that I can't do. But the song at the beginning is very peak 90s guitar where it starts off with like, and then underneath it has like traditional Chinese instruments. I'm not going to do that. Because I don't think there's any way for me to attempt to try to make those sounds and not sound problematic. (laughs) (laughs) But just know that I didn't want to not sing it. So I tried with that earlier guitar. (laughs) Yeah, I listened to the theme song and I was like, well, that one would be a little hard. (laughs) I gave it my best. We're still trying out here. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) So I guess to give a quick summary, since this is perhaps a less well-known show. Yeah. I think lots of people don't know about it. Yeah. But I think we both watched it. I did watch it. I actually really liked it when it was on TV. I did too. So I will summarize it. The Jackie Chan Adventures is an actual real Saturday morning cartoon, which ran on the WB Kids and Cartoon Network from 2000 to 2005. It has a total of 95 episodes. The show follows a fictional version of the martial arts actor, Jackie Chan, who in the show is an amateur archaeologist. He's like a nerdy little Indiana Jones. <laughs> Which we're going to get into that. <laughs> He and his uncle discover a magic talisman, which they soon realize is also being hunted for by a secret government agency called Section 13, and an evil criminal organization called the Dark Hand, which is led by Valmont, who is like a Lucius Malfoy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this 
like demon named Shendu. Jackie Chan also learns that he has a niece named Jade who is not very obedient, but she is pretty helpful. She's one of those characters who like both causes the problem and helps you resolve the problem. <laughs> exactly. So their quest becomes finding the 12 Zodiac Talismans before the Dark Hand so that their powers cannot be used for evil. And then over the series, they faced other, you know, big villains and evil forces as they try to collect magic talismans. That's uh, pretty much the premise. Yeah. And like, that does sound very complicated and strange. But I have to give it to the show that they managed to introduce all of the things that you just said relatively well. Yeah. I mean, the first episode is a pretty good like this is what we're gonna do this is who everybody is and this is how it works boom <laughs> yeah and like most of the time jackie chan adventures actually takes a lot of things that we've complained about in other cartoons and does them better by simply paying an ounce of attention so like when we were mad at inspector gadget because we're like who the fuck is penny how the fuck is she there literally there is a minute of exposition when jade shows up where jackie chan's uncle goes oh your sister in hong kong sent her here because she was misbehaving and she thought she'd have a better time with you. Here's your niece. <laughs> Boom. We know where the fuck she came from. We know how he has a niece. We understand why she is there. And it's literally two minutes of exposition that actually adds to the uncle character as someone who will just randomly say shit, which is what he does the whole show. <laughs> He's so amazing. I really love uncle. He's hilarious. <laughs> But I also love, like, in that moment in particular, like, they also make fun of the trope of just, like, having a little girl sidekick because Jackie's like, I have a niece? <laughs> what? Yeah, he is very confused by Jade. <laughs> the only one not confused by Jade is Jade. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Uh, he didn't know she was coming, or apparently even that she existed, and then Uncle tells him that she's going to be living with him for a year, <laughs> and he's like, why didn't anybody ask me? And Uncle's like, we didn't want to bother you. <laughs> Which is, again, that's another thing. So Captain Planet is doofy and has no soul. This show has a lot of soul, even though it was incredibly created by committee, because of little things like that. The idea of saying oh, we didn't want to bother you to ask you about a niece that you didn't know existed, <laughs> so we're just going to send her to... That's an absurd thing, it's and so it's funny. really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention, the fictional Jackie Chan is very goofy in this show. Like, at one point, he is surrounded by shadow ninjas, which I promise makes sense in the show. Because uh, <laughs> it's not a sentence, you just say. But <laughs> he's surrounded by shadow ninjas, he's holding an artifact, and he is clearly outnumbered, and he just goes, uh come and get it with exactly that tone and yeah and it's so dumb but it's really fun it is really fun i feel like it's really fun pretty much sums up how i feel about it one of the reviews on common sense media gave the show four out of five stars saying it was light-hearted entertaining suspenseful and humorous the show may not be deep but it's a lot of fun <laughs> That's exactly it. It's also very easy to pick up because in that way of like, oh, there are talismans. They're all part of the Chinese zodiac and each of them is magic. Cool. Now we understand what we're doing. We understand where we're going. We know what's happening. Like it's pretty easy and it gives you a wide range of possibilities. And the show didn't actually shrink away from those possibilities. So very early on, they established that in pursuit of these talismans, Jackie Chan and Jade are going to have to go very far away and go to a lot of different places and environments and stuff like that so the first place he has to go to find one is in mexico and he finds it with a wrestler which is just very fun <laughs> yeah there's another one where he has to go to bavaria 
which is like, but why? Yeah. He has to go back to Bavaria. And I thought it was really funny because he has to buy a gift for Uncle because it's Uncle's birthday. And he forgets to buy him a present. So in the airport, he buys him chocolate and cheese. And they're like all very unhappy about chocolate and cheese. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I feel like only a Chinese family would just be like, ew, chocolate and cheese. Yeah, exactly. But I think that's one interesting thing, too, about the show of watching it from, like, a modern lens, which I know jumps us into, like, interesting commentary. Mm -hmm. It holds up pretty well, but it's standing on that line between being a little bit racist and being made by people who are catering to their audience. Like, it's a weird line to walk on, and the show is just walking all over that line the whole time. Because there's certain things where you're like, wait... Did Kidney just not notice this was racist? Or is it like just that the producers of this show knew that this would be going to like, you know, a suburban, generally white audience and so they did it like this? Yeah, it is really weird in that way. I mean, you can probably say this for a lot of Jackie Chan's American movies in general. Mm -hmm. Like, he's incorporating a lot of Chinese culture on purpose because that's his culture, but he's marketing it to an American audience. So you're just like, huh. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's like I don't know. I don't know how to it's you're right, like it's right on that line. Yeah. It's not as bad as like in the Ninja Turtles where April O'Neil is like, Come on, you sissies or <laughs> they're, you know, making terrible pizzas and terrible jokes about like kung fu and shit. It's not that bad. But it's very much like you sit, you watch it as an adult and you laugh and then you go, Wait a minute, it's the fact that like Uncle has this weird nasally accent and is always like, One more thing you know, you're like, Wait, is this bad? sure if it's bad. <laughs> yeah, you're like, is this just, like, Chinese people imitating their own parents, or mm-hmm. what? <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah. It's it's very much like it's on that line. It's not over it on either side. But it's just something that kid me would have never picked up on that adult me watching goes, huh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's But it's still like, honestly, this is a solid show. Mm-hmm. It's easy to forget about because of how solid it is. It's not stellar. It's not anything insane. It's not He-Man where it's so absurd and so stupid that you're like, am I high? That's really our bar for that from now on. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) of stupidity. Is it the same level as He-Man? Yeah. (laughs) But it's also not She-Ra where you're like, look at all this wasted potential, you know? Yeah. Which I hate that OG She-Ra kind of boils down to that for me. (laughs) It's okay, you got new She-Ra now. I know. Also, don't at me about that yet because yes, I have watched all of it. Yes, I have a lot of feelings. Mm -hmm. Yes, I absolutely love it. We're working on it. (laughs) We're working on it. Yeah, it's my fault. I gotta watch it. It's so good. It's so good. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're okay. talking about Jackie Chan. Jackie Adventures. Chan. Yeah, I think it's it is really solid. It's like it knows exactly what it wants to be. It's just gonna be this Saturday morning cartoon, and it's gonna be funny mm-hmm. and like I don't know, wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say educational, but it doesn't quite make it to educational. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it kind of tries in that yeah. like Saturday morning kids way of like you know the more you know sort of deal like. Many times Jackie is telling Jade, like, you have to slow down. You need to pay attention. You shouldn't be quick to run into things. You have to remember to talk to people. Like, all the little lessons that you try to teach kids Mm -hmm. are in here. But rather than it being at the end of the show, like, hey, kids, remember how we were on the plane and Jackie Chan fell out? Never try that at home. (laughs) No, it's, like, integrated throughout the story. However, I will say that's one thing. They never at any point say, don't try to fucking do this. (laughs) They really probably should say that. They probably should. I mean, 
They kind of insinuate it because a lot of times Jade gets in trouble trying to do what Jackie has done. That's true. That's fair. <laughs> and she fails a lot. <laughs> yes, yes. She is definitely the one who causes many of the problems by doing something she was told not to do. Explicitly told not. At one point, she literally is running after someone and she says, Ha, he told me to stay with uncle. Didn't say which uncle. And it's like, wow. Yeah. All I hear is the Simba's uh, dad voice. I hear the Mufasa voice just, you deliberately disobeyed me. Like <laughs> uh, Jackie Chan, like, at some point is like, what do you hear when I talk to you? Is it just blah, 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 blah? <laughs> <laughs> he literally says those words, yes. and it's kind of great. And it's like those moments that make the show really, really fun. Yes. And it's it doesn't get so repetitive because I don't know how far you watched because I watched a lot of the first season and then I watched the last episode, which is actually a finale. Oh, wow. Okay. I watched the first two episodes and then a couple other in season one and then an episode from season two and one from season three. Okay. So, but you're right. Yeah, they, they change it up. Yeah, I would say it's interesting how it changes going from like the first season to the very last. It gets a lot more frenetic. A lot of things happen very quickly because it's counting on the fact that you've watched the show up to that point. But if you were worried, if you were like, wait, but there's 12 Zodiac thingies. What happens when you get all 12? Well, actually a lot, my dudes. Like <laughs> A lot. <laughs> a lot of stuff happens, and they don't leave it at just that. They go kind of into demonology in terms of how that works with the Chinese Zodiac and different demon powers and a lot of other stuff. And it actually, and I say this very lightly, it wraps up the season in a bizarre way that makes a lot of sense. Like... The whole show literally is closed and they put a ribbon on the box it's in. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. It's strange, but it works. That's good. Yeah. I was actually a little worried when I started watching it because it has such a clear quest plot to follow that I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, skipping around going to be really confusing. But I actually felt like they did a good job of maintaining their structure, but also making it easy to just watch one episode. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you kind of know what's going on, you can pop in and out of different episodes and still sort of guess. The one thing I will say is that they are remarkably consistent in their characterizations of people. So, like, in that last episode, a lot of people from the first season showed up again, but with completely different relationships to each other. Like, a lot of the bad guys from the very first season were actually helping in the end, which was really funny and kind of nice. There was also, like, one big guy who, like, at one point yelled in an episode, I hate fish. And in this last episode, he gets hit with a fish and yells again, I still hate Uh, fish. And I was like, great. Yeah, Toru (laughs) is the big guy. And he Mm -hmm. is a pretty fun character because he does start as a bad guy. And then he becomes one of the good guys. Uh, Mm -hmm. And you also did just remind me that they use fish all the time. Yep. Like, at first I thought it was just a coincidence, but no. no. They are always breaking open crates of fish or trucks mm-hmm. full of fish. They use fish to hit each other, and you're just like, I know it's San Francisco, but this is just a running joke at this point. Yeah. <laughs> just every crate is full of They're fish. They're always full of fish. <laughs> like, there was, there was uh, I watched the one called The Tiger and the Pussycat, which is about the tiger talisman, which splits Jackie Chan into a good and a dark half. Mm-hmm. 
and bad Jackie Chan is like on the back of a truck and then he like goes to open it. I'm like, what's going to be inside the truck? It's fish. (laughs) I was like, you should have known. It's literally always fish. Yeah. But again, this is like how it's taken all the knowledge of other cartoons, aka like He-Man is always throwing people into mud. And that's how an episode ends. If you hit somebody with a crate full of fish, it's funny and it's plausible that they passed out. Yes. (laughs) But not died, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, mm, the crate could have killed you, but it did have fish in it. Yeah. I appreciated that it's a show where like guns exist. But mm-hmm. they manage to, like, avoid them most of the time. Yeah, and they actually raise a semi-coherent point, which is that when I say the name Jackie Chan, you guys all have an idea of what he can do and what his abilities are. And a gun doesn't make sense unless you're very far away from Jackie motherfucking Chan. <laughs> and that's what happens in the show a lot, is people pull it when they're close to him and he kicks it away. <laughs> he kicks it away really fast, <laughs> extremely fast and no one can ever get to it because they're too busy getting kicked in the face (laughs) but Jackie Chan. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much it. So you're like, oh, okay, yeah, there are guns. So it's not stupid that no one has them. It's just that they just get knocked away very quickly. (laughs) Yeah, so that's really fun. Um, So like overall, this show is just really fun. It's fun. It's silly. It's light. Uh, I like too that some of the stuff that talismans can do is really interesting. Like you said, so the tiger talisman splits people into two different sides, but you have things like the rooster talisman, which gives someone telekinesis. Yeah. I'm not a thousand percent sure how that works, but hey, go it for was it. Cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was very cool. But then you also have things like the ox talisman, which makes people really strong. So it's interesting to see how they all work together. Yeah, they were they were pretty interesting and they were creative in like how they use them. I didn't see like enough I know that they returned them to Section 13, but... They just sort of hung on to them. Because in the finale, they were just around. And Jade just literally grabbed all of them at once. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not going to spoil what happens with that. But she literally is just like, oh, we have to fight this other bad thing. So I'm just going to grab all the talismans. That works. Yeah. I do know at the end of season one, Shendu has them all and he becomes an actual dragon instead of a statue. Mm-hmm. P.S. The number of people who are like, why are you talking to a statue is great. <laughs> <laughs> that is so amazing. Do you like that's another thing that's really great about this show is that it very much recognizes its own absurdity, yeah. which is kind of nice. And it's not that they're breaking the fourth wall. It's like at one point, literally the henchmen are talking amongst each other. being like, why does our boss listen to this statue? And one of the henchmen says, because it talks. <laughs> yeah, I was like, good reason. Good reason. I mean, yeah, I guess if a statue <laughs> talked to me, I'd listen to it. I'd be like, wow, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fun. Yes. Uh, yeah, and that whole... Chandu becoming a real actual dragon demon is interesting because that plays into the finale as well. So... I don't want to, like, spoil it in case anybody watches it. Yeah. So, I really like the minions. Yeah, they're funny. They are funny, and they go through a lot of shit. (laughs) They really do. Like, it's clear from the beginning that, like, this is not what they signed on for, but they don't really have a choice. (laughs) Quite literally. Yeah. And they complain about it. They do complain a lot. about it a lot. And later <laughs> in like season three, they're working for a different guy, evil guy, and 
they think that they are invisible for a minute, and the first thing they decide to do is go beat up the evil guy so that he will turn them back into normal people. Oh. It doesn't work because they're not invisible. <laughs> Gosh, even early on in the season, after they've been beat up by Jackie Chan a couple times, they start to run away from him, mm-hmm. and they're just like, oh no, Chan's coming, run away, run away. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, you poor guy. Yeah. You just signed up to be intimidating and in suits. Instead, you're just being kicked around and there's magic powers and you just don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. They were not on, on board for any of this, but now they're all wrapped up no. in it. <laughs> yeah. And they can't really get out because, like, how do you tell anyone this is what's happening? Exactly. <laughs> that is, this is a mild spoiler for the ending, but it doesn't matter. It's okay. The the henchmen actually show up on Uncle's doorstep when everything's going down and they're like, hey. We just got out of prison. We don't want the world to be destroyed. How can we help? Ah, uh, that seems right. <laughs> and one of them literally cries and he's like, it's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> and I felt so bad. Uh, yeah, there's one, it's in season two, it's called Shanghai Moon. And they have mm-hmm. to go into space because they're going after the moon demon. Mm-hmm. The physics are incredibly wrong, but... <laughs> <laughs> also again what a good sentence they have to go to space because they're going after, they're going the, after moon the moon demon, demon. <laughs> it's great it's a really fun show um but shendu at that point is possessing valmont and he just tells mm-hmm. all the henchmen that we're, we're going on the space shuttle and they don't have a choice about it but they don't even really know what the mission is but at some point valmont basically resurfaces and didn't know they were in space and then he appropriately freaks out and then they discover that the shuttle's being flown by a monkey, and they all scream, and it's wonderful. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. This show is very good at being goofy, but in a way that's not stupid. Yeah. Like, it's funny, and it's silly, but you're also like, oh... You checked that some of the earliest space flight had animals in it. Okay, I see how you got there. <laughs> and then, of course, the, well, the moon demon shows up and he's going to, like, destroy the Earth. And mm-hmm. the minions are like, um, we are not cool with that. <laughs> like, we live there. <laughs> They're clearly not on board with all this stuff. But they don't know how to get out. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's another thing that they say at the end of, like, you can't destroy the Earth. My mom lives here. Yes. <laughs> uh it's so fun. And it's also like the abuse of henchmen that's in Captain Planet is not present here. Like they are very much bullied and they have to do shit they don't want to do and stuff. But like they're not getting smacked around by their boss. No, not in the same way. It's still like you're like, oh man, those guys. Yeah, like it's still an evil guy. He's still definitely manipulating them. And there is this whole scene once where they call their boss and are like, hey, I'm sorry, we didn't do what you asked us to do because we couldn't. And he just calmly says, you will be punished. Yeah. And then closes the call. Oh, man. And they're just like, oh, man. <laughs> but the other thing is, like, Toru gets so fed up with, like, being blamed for things that he couldn't help that he leaves. <laughs> yeah. And he actually joins Team Jackie Chan and becomes a good guy. So I feel like it's like, oh, there are sometimes consequences to beating Mm -hmm. up your minions. Yeah, and Toru is another, like, a flip on a character type because he's very big. He's very burly. He's supposed to look like a sumo wrestler. He's also very intelligent. The amount of times in this show where people are running away and going crazy and Toru gets on an elevator, goes down, (laughs) and just is exactly where everyone is running to. Like, he extends no extra effort. It's just like, hi. Or, like, Toru is like, hmm, everyone is confused by this piece of mystery. Oh, I see what's going on. (laughs) 
Like, yeah. He is intelligent. He's not just a big, dumb broad. No. Like, he is brawn and brains together, which I think is a nice character choice for him. It is. He is pretty smart. Like, I think even in the beginning, he's presented as, like, smarter than the other henchmen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So it makes sense that Toro would be the one to be like, actually, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to deal with this. Yeah. Like, I don't have to do this. I don't care about your fucking magic statue. I'm leaving. <laughs> So I do have two knocks against the show. But before I say them, I wanted to make sure that you had gotten to say all the good things you wanted to about the show. I think so. I just have a couple of trivia. <laughs> okay. Well, mine are kind of bummers. So let me do them first and then trivia, okay. I guess. <laughs> sure. So first one. The show has a problem with women. I don't think they know that they have a problem with women, but they do. Like, there is a there's one character that's a woman that I remember. There are some background women, but even in the backgrounds, there are very few women in this show. Like, That's anywhere. <laughs> like, within the first couple of episodes, I want to say within the first four episodes, there was one woman in the background. And I went back to look. It was just one. <laughs> Fair. So, like, yeah. And it was like, okay, there was a woman. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't just one. It was three. And they were all background. They were not named. They were literally just shown. And I know it was the opening of the show, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, mm, it's kind of not great. Like, even in your secret agent space, there's no lady secret agents. Because, like, two of the background women were restaurant patrons. And the third helped the doctor pump Jade's stomach. Oh, yeah, I remember her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's just there. And so, like, there's Viper, who is a lady character who is a thief. And she's kind of like the cat woman because she also flirts with Jackie Chan and he does not know what to do with himself, which is fun. <laughs> he wouldn't. <laughs> exactly. But, like, outside of that, yeah, that's it. There's Jade and that's, that's yeah. her female character. <laughs> yeah, and she's your kid sidekick. So there's that. Which, okay, it, peak 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. But we're in the early 2000s. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. It was made with peak 90s aesthetics, but this is 2000, so y'all have no excuse. You should be doing better. Yeah. I did watch an episode with Toru's mom, which was pretty funny. Oh, nice. That's good. I think she shows up a couple of times because that one, it's that was in season three and it sounded like she had been on the show before. Oh, okay. That's good. She was good and she did get to have agency because she accidentally turns herself invisible. Oh. And then gets to beat up some of the, the minions and take care of Toru. That's cool. It was a pretty good episode, actually, but, like, the best part is that she and Uncle don't like each other. Oh, that's amazing. Of course they don't. I so love it. So, they bicker. She calls him a billy goat, and he calls her a tarantula. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're really funny. That is some good old people fights. Perfect. So, but she, I think you're right, though, because that was the only episode I saw that had another female character yeah it's just it's very few women exist in the world of jackie chan adventures that's kind of sad but you know okay whatever so the second thing that is the real bummer is that i have heard i have not looked any of this up i am not going to but her jackie chan is kind of a shit human i i don't know all i because i feel like i've heard things but i only read a little about him and it was like he gives lots of money to charity mm-hmm and I didn't, I did not run into any of the, like, things that would make him not good. So I really don't know. Yeah, what I've heard is mostly family abuse in terms of, like, 
hitting, kicking, maybe domestic, but let's just, let's just say this, I think, is that the show is really fun, the show is really good. It centers around and is named on a person where I've heard from someone who is Chinese that he is not a role model person. So that kind of fucking blows, and I just didn't want the episode to go without saying that, that we are taking this cartoon in its context, but we're also not gonna, like, just let that slide that there is apparently information out there of bits of family not bits of because that makes it sound too small but there is information (laughs) out there that Jackie Chan is less than a stellar human and so we don't want to not acknowledge that (laughs) that sounds fair yeah I didn't like purposely go looking so I'm not I don't know (laughs) yeah but I just want to acknowledge it and now trivia (laughs) okay yeah yeah (laughs) let's see one of the ones I haven't mentioned yet is that the bad guy Hawk Fu mm-hmm. is voiced by Jim Cummings, who has a really long voice acting history, but you may know him as Scar's singing voice. Oh, that's as cool. As well as Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was, like, as soon as she showed up, I was like, oh no, I definitely know this voice. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that does the leader of Section 13, I mm-hmm. believe, is Lex Luthor in Justice League Unlimited. Oh. Oh, that might be. Mm-hmm. There were definitely people who were like well-known voice actors in the show. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, circling back around to like race and representation a little bit, they did get a lot of Asian voice actors to do Asian characters. That's awesome. It's not like across the board, but James Sia voices Jackie's character, Stacy Chan mm-hmm. voices Jade, and Saab Shimono voices Uncle. Well, that's good that at least the main three are. Yeah. So, because I was like, okay, is Jade a white girl? <laughs> uh, yeah. Hell, there's like stuff today that can't claim that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not perfect, but I was glad that it's at least pretty decently representative mm-hmm. on that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, one of the other, one of the quotes that, I, this goes back to the invisibility episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when the minions are turning themselves, they think they're turning themselves invisible. Uncle has tricked them into believing that a regular snake is the magic snake. <laughs> so they hold up the snake and go, talisman power, ho! <laughs> <laughs> and <love> it. <laughs> it's great. And then they say to each other, hey, I can still see you guys. And then one says, that's because we're all invisible. And then he says, oh, I was never any good at science. <laughs> And I was like, this show. That's <laughs> wonderful. Just, yeah. It's really fun. It it does have, even all the way to the end, like, with Jade being like, wait, we'll talk about it later means no. Like, the two villains literally are shown fighting, and one says, uh, you never let me have what I want, Dad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just really, it's just a fun show. And yeah. The idea about the voice actors shows what I think is the most important thing about it, which is they tried. Like, all they did was pay a little bit of attention, and that little bit translates to a really solid show. Yeah. Yeah, I would be happy to watch more episodes of it. Yeah, me too. (laughs) And it's just, it was nice to see this one, because it's one that I remember enjoying as a kid. Like, when it was on, I would watch it and just be sort of like, oh shit, yeah. But as an adult, when we were putting our list together, I don't think this was originally on it. No, I had kind of forgotten about it, so it was Mm -hmm. nice to get it recommended because 
I wouldn't probably have thought about rewatching it otherwise. Yeah, exactly. So, and I think it shows that, like, you know, not every cartoon has to be part of a huge franchise or mm-hmm. comic book line or anything like that. Like, you can just make this little one-off cartoon and yeah. it's still good. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it can really, really work. Like, this one really works. Yeah, it has a really clear structure. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, and the characters relate to each other well. Yeah, they really do. It's like they actually are a family rather than they're trying to just force a family aspect on them. They all actually really feel like a family. They do. (laughs) In the first episode, I think, when Uncle calls Jackie down, he gives him, like, a bunch of grief about not making coffee. (laughs) It's like, coffee's the only thing keeping this old heart beating. Are you trying to kill your uncle? And I was like, oh, family. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah, and Jade, like, never listening, and all you can think about is your siblings. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's a good dynamic. So is anything happening with this show? Um, there's not a lot. So what's been done uh, outside the cartoon is there was a book series to go along with the show Mm -hmm. and a short comic book run as well. That was like during the show. And there were two video games. And after this show, Jackie Chan basically went back to Hong Kong and made Mm -hmm. two other animated series, but they were aimed at Chinese markets. Mm. Yeah. So apparently he was still making cartoons, but not for us. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's cool though. Yeah. So, I didn't see anything else. Mm-hmm. But that makes sense. I mean, it's all centered around one guy. And like I said, this show ends very, like, finally. Like, it's, there's no way to kind of say, like, whoops, we forgot one. Like, no, it, it's this ends. <laughs> yeah, like, they had time to plan out their finale. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, no, this is a five-season show, and that's that. Mm-hmm. And, like, if we're going by, like, the Rugrats scale of how successful a show is, it's pretty dang successful because it has its own game. There's more cartoons based around this concept, but they're just not here. And it went for five seasons, so it's, like, not too shabby. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. I think that uh, everybody involved seemed to have a good time. Yeah. Plus, it can't go without stating that what it did in the early 2000s is add to the growing representation of different people on TV. Like, yes, there weren't a lot of women on it, but it must have been really nice to have a show about Chinese American people or just Chinese people on the show and then they use that representation in other places like again when they went to go get the the ox stone it was in mexico and they tried to do something that felt very much like it was a mexican environment and that's nice yeah i mean i don't think we mentioned yet the show is set like they live in san francisco mm-hmm. and they're in i guess chinatown yeah i think so so it's very much like yes this is chinese american community But yeah, it's a Chinese American community. They still are relevant. It's still like adding to the representation and creating sort of a diverse place, even if that diversity doesn't extend to gender. So it's like, I would say that's kind of a net positive from the show because it's still doing something, you know? Yeah. And even though it's not including a lot of female characters, it's also not like actively sexist or misogynistic. Yes. Yes, because the women that are on the show always have their own agency. Yes. So Jade being our, like, sole regular (laughs) female character Mm -hmm. is, like, obviously has lots of agency and is smart and 
capable. Yeah. And no one on the team says, stop doing that because you're a girl. They're yeah. like, stop doing that because you're 11. Like, <laughs> stop doing that because you're going to break everything. <laughs> yeah. Stop doing that because you have a proven track record of making things worse before uh, you make them better. <laughs> yeah. So she stands in as the, like the little kid character, but nobody does things to her based on gender. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that brings us to rating time. Woo-hoo. I think I would give it, honestly, 10 talismans out of 12. Nice. That's a good rating <laughs> for this one. Um, I think I agree with that. That sounds about right. Yeah, like it has some room to improve, but it's still a really solid show. So if you were curious about it, fucking check it out. I don't think you'd be disappointed. Nope, it's really fun and easy to watch lots of them. Yeah. <laughs> Like a lot of these, with the exception of fucking Inspector Cat. <laughs> Don't watch that. <laughs> Don't watch that. Nobody watch that. If you want a show that's like following the format of Inspector Gadget, but is way way better, watch Jackie yeah. Chan. <laughs> yeah, this show is like a million times better than Inspector Gadget. Oh yeah. I didn't think about it till right now, but yeah, it has almost exactly the same formula, but is much better. <laughs> but is much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, on that note, I think that ends this particular episode. Yay! All right, hope you enjoyed it. Bye. Bye. This show is produced by us, Kelly and Jess, as part of the Adjective Sphinx Network. The music we used was sung by me and can only be found here. And you can find links to any info we used in the show in the show notes. Find us and our sibling shows on Twitter at Adjective Sphinx or email us at adjectivesphinx at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening.